0: Tuning into this week's episode of Huddles and Stout, the latest uh, production of the mid-season slump. As per usual, I'm delighted to be joined by Rocky. How are you, mate? All good.
1: Um, all good, Sasquatch. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, another good week too. Uh, yeah, hell of a week. Uh, yeah, the momentum's. A Lost
0: a lot to get through. So I suppose yeah. I think briefly just touching I think the structure last week probably worked well and we're gonna we're going to roll with it until we hit another bump in the road and then we might maybe change it up slightly but I suppose we're going to do around the ground so we're going to just quickly recap all the fixtures other the results from last weekend we're going to do a five and goal so we're just going to talk, talk about five key talking points in the weekend each and then we're going to preview week three and finally the highly successful highly controversial Punter
1: on the field. Mm, so yeah, my, my my neck is on the chopping block here. I better get this week right.
0: I think three three in a row is when you're next on the chopping block. I think he's still got a little bit of
1: grace. It's a, it's a new new segment. I think so. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. But uh, If you boil it down, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, wasn't
0: many miles off. Um, yeah so I suppose quickly just to get into it, I suppose around the ground. I'm kicking off with a stat this week. Can I change it a little bit? So, I suppose for the first time in 3,935 days, it's 10 years and 9 months, for those of you trying to work it out as you listen to this, the Lions, Jags, Giants and Jets have all won on the same day. That is wild. That's crazy. So, you could have been pregnant. You could birth a child, and that child would be 10 years old right now. That's that's a long time. It's <laughs> a long
1: time. The nine months. Out. Yeah, that's it. Snugs in nicely there. That's wild. Uh, yeah, those teams uh, yeah. have been Looks just that bad for
0: that long. Mm. Yeah, New York baseball sports fans. How did they do it? I don't know. Uh, all the Yankee fans.
1: Now that's so that's uh, look all on the one day. I wonder Have they won the same weekend. Yeah, it's it. Maybe it's not the same week, but even still.
0: I'll chat with the company stats guy and tell him to add more context in future. Um,
1: just yeah, we're just just for a bit of nuance, you know. But even still, what a what a stat that is. Just just to highlight the minutia to the listener. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, we're supposed to quickly get through the scores. So great game, Thursday night football. Charges obviously came unstuck uh, against the Chiefs. Um Chiefs under victors twenty seven twenty four. You have to wonder if uh Herbert was didn't suffer any injury kind of issues. Midway through the fourth quarter, could that have been? Yeah. Brandon against?
1: Staley, they seems to think he's okay, but mm-hmm. we'll have to look at that going forward. Didn't look too really great now.
0: Um, Patriots seventeen, Steelers fourteen. Big road win for the Patriots. Panthers open season zero and two, fall to the Giants nineteen sixteen. Then the mirror, the miracle in Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, Jets overcoming the Browns thirty one points to thirty. The big talking point uh, for the weekend, obviously. The incredible comeback by Miami to overcome Baltimore 42 points to 38. Followed up by some Dan Campbell Magic uh, Lions coming over coming up victors over the Commanders 36 points to 27. Followed by the first duck egg, I think, of the season. Uh, Colts, double duck egg, Jaguars 24. Buccaneers overcame the New Orleans uh, Winstons. Um, Buccaneers 20, Saints 10. Seahawks fell in a division rivalry to the 49ers twenty-seven points to seven. Atlanta, almost. Atlanta, L.A., uh, but ultimately the Rams held on to win thirty-one twenty-seven. Yeah,
1: a bit of a scare there for the super defending Super Bowl champs.
0: Exactly. We're we'll touching that later as well. Um, Bengals open the season zero and two, falling unexpectedly Woo. to a Cooper Rush-led Cowboys side, twenty points to seventeen. Texans, Denver, puke game. Uh, not many talking points maybe. We'll see. Uh Denver sixteen, Texans nine. Arizona Raiders, another good game. Uh Sunday in the kind of mid afternoon slot. Uh Arizona twenty nine, Raiders twenty-three. Your Sunday night football was the classic encounter of Packers and Bears and A Rod still owns them. Twenty seven points to ten favourite Packers. Mm. And a double last night. Um bit of chatter. uh not gonna lose one of myself, but this could be the Super Bowl matchup. Um we'll see. Bills forty-one, Titans seven, and then the Eagles twenty-four, Vikings also seven. America
1: does not have the infrastructure for a Philly Buffalo Super Bowl final. No, poor Phoenix. If that comes to the pass, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, see, that's that's the quick up of week two. It was wild and wacky. We are going to go, I suppose, progress to our five and gold kind of main segment of the show before all that i just want to make a quick shout out to our affiliate sponsors usasports.co.uk there's a link in the podcast description kick that link and top yourself up with some new u.s sporting apparel i think there is still a 20% discount uh as far as i'm aware until midnight tonight which is tuesday um to celebrate the the launch of the nfl season and the discount code is launch 20 and you can grab yourself an extra 20% off uh, just clicking the link and getting yourself a brand new jersey, beanie, hoodie, whatever it may be, lovely. Uh, support your favorite. Yeah,
1: get that gear and franchise.
0: Perfect. So five. And right.
1: Goal. Yeah. So I think this week, you mentioned that they're um, talking about the Texans nigh Denver sixteen. That there's not going to be too many talking points from that game, and maybe not. But maybe Denver as a whole is a talking point. They lost to the Seahawks last week, and that was an ugly win there against Houston. Um, there wasn't much, much expectations for either of those teams at the start of the season. Is there something wrong with Denver? They're not clicking. Is it Russell Wilson or is it the new head coach Nathaniel Hackett?
0: I and look again. We prefaced last week by saying maybe a bit of an overreaction. It's still I suppose, kind of maybe an overreaction because it's week two. Yeah, um, I
1: think if you're looking at. The curve of reactions, it's its like a reverse bell curve. There's a lot of mm. hyperbola in week one. It kind of decreases gradually. We're still kind of up there in week two. And then you'll, you'll see again at the end of the season, people are going wild. But we're still... We're coming down off the... The precipice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Overreactionability. Um, if I was to point to a problem in Denver... I, I generally do think it is Nathaniel Hackett. Like there's a lot it's been a lot of clock management issues.
1: Um Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> like unforgivable. On field yeah. goal attempts. So In a season. Like if they happen once in a season, it's unforgivable. Um there's been a lot in two games. Twenty five penalties total
0: across two games. The other thing, and maybe I'm being a bit hard here, but what exactly did he do in Green Bay? Like Matt Lafleur is an offensive-minded coach. Aaron Rodgers is back-to-back MVP and potentially just kind of an experienced quarterback who knows how to run an offense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There might have been some benefit at the date because he was the OC for Jacksonville in twenty seventeen. Obviously, their playoff run there. So I think maybe that track rec- track record, as well as being around Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, it's it, it's a hell of a a CV or a resume, but it's a hell of a is, track record for an offensive coordinator. Which is fair. Um, but I just, yeah,
0: that's like, I think for Russ to have fallen off the cliff as bad as you'd be kind of expecting if he's the problem in Denver, I, I don't see that possible. Obviously, he has regressed.
1: We're not yes the concept there. Uh, obviously statistically now we don't know whether that is because well he certainly passed his peak but he could easily climb back to being very very good but it's his second week in a in a new team on a new team that you know he's spent a decade with the seahawks i i'm happy to accept that there is some transitioning hiccups now you don't want to see that going on for much longer
0: no especially considering with the greatest respect in the world there are two sides who are factored to be in the draft lottery do you know what I mean as in like yeah who you could have accused of tanking this season and they've not they've obviously lost Seattle and potentially there was a bit of emotional kind of motivation in that victory but against the Texans they they needed to come out and they needed to stamp their authority otherwise like why move off Drew Locke and that's
1: Yep. It's a serious question. Yeah. If you had said or called out the, the score line there, Texans nine, uh Denver sixteen, and I'd missed the off season, I would assume Drew Locke was still starting for Denver. Mm. It's um yeah. I don't know whether it's the Texans. The Texans always seem to I know obviously they lost and only scored nine points. It probably is more on Denver, but they've kind of kept it close. Relative really relative to the difference between the teams they play. Um, but again this week it was certainly on Denver those penalties did you see the um, the fans counting down with the play clock to remind Russell Wilson get the ball snap the ball embarrassing
0: I didn't see I did, I kind of I, at that stage of the evening I was kind of I was still wired so I think it was kind of just uh, after the Miami game I was kind of so I just kind of watched zone, I think just to kind of Set the nerves, and there wasn't a lot of highlights coming through. Um, no, there wasn't. The Houston Texans uh, game against the Broncos.
1: That's just it. I'm like, I don't want to dwell on it too much. It was Week One, but the um, kicking the 64-yard field goal to end their game versus uh, the Seahawks. After paying all that money for Russell Wilson, what do you think it says more? Is that more on a bad decision or is that trust? in Russell Wilson now I would have said it was a bad decision but like Russell Wilson hasn't been that good to 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 rule that out <sighs> mm.
0: I, I I really think it is Nataniel Hackett and it's probably it's a fear of losing as opposed to a willing to win like I think okay yeah, maybe maybe it is a trust issue. That's not something I would have thought of. Uh, yeah,
1: I think, but if, if he had went for it on fourth down with Russell Wilson and he had failed, nobody's going to be saying, oh, I really wish he tried a 64 yard field goal.
0: No, no, absolutely. And then people are also going to say, look, you signed all-star quarterback yeah, uh, Russell Wilson. Someone who people have made arguments should have received the MVP at seasons earlier in his career. You trusted him with the game on the line and he came up short for you. You've done everything you, you could do as a coach, basically. It's just a safer option.
1: Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I think it's um, it's something you have to watch as the season goes on. It's Two weeks is it's a very small sample size. It, it's At a new a developing storyline. It is, yeah. It's, it's just worth looking to see whether this is the start of a trend or whether uh, the new head coach is just working out some... Some kinks. And that could be too. That could be too as well.
0: Um, yes, yeah, but moving on to probably a more positive <laughs> point of conjecture. Uh, career day for two, Hands down. 36 of 50. Unreal. Of born at 69 yards and obviously six touchdowns. Um, is this the start of him becoming the guy in Miami or is it is it a potential flash in the pan? I'm not saying he's that bad, but at all times, I. Flashback to Mike Hunt and the four TD game for the Jets last season, and then his obliteration from the NFL landscape shortly thereafter.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. Obviously, he's got to, like people have called Tyreek Hill a cheat code, Um, and Jalen Waddle is not far behind. Is yeah, he's Tyreek light at the moment. Having those two there, it really, like Annie, I, they are like cheat codes. They can be open at will. Um, you can see it. Everybody knew at throw throws were going deep to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle in this game, but they could. The Ravens couldn't defend them. Um, mm. so it's a scary combo. Mm. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, and I'd say the majority of those incompletions came in the first half. <laughs> like he was, uh, he was. There was, yeah. there was a lot of uh, rumblings on Twitter to bench him uh, in the first half. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, from the Miami faithful, I think they'd seen enough. Yeah, they they they're deep. Um, Mike Kosicki is a criminally underrated tight end as well. He picked up, I think, one touchdown anyway. Um, for me, I think it's probably similar to the Mike Hackett thing. It's probably a little bit too early to staple your sale one way or the other, but, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, we've seen quarterbacks have, a couple of stretches, um, of games, you know, performing, otherworldly, and, um, and then, you know, coming crashing down, so, yeah, again, like Denver, it's something we have to observe, over the course of a season. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great day, summit to be here, Finns fan and there is a few knocking about. So yeah. Gonna hmm. I actually hope it works out. I've said it before. I do hope it works out. I just I don't know if it'll work out.
1: Yeah, I like to uh, um mm. like I said, I've got a an Alabama to a jersey in the the wardrobe there.
0: Gonna have to whip it out one of these days.
1: I will, yeah. Once we switch to um we get our podcasts on YouTube. Fair. Um yeah. So I suppose, yeah, the next talking point would be moving over. Now, I I might have been a bit biased. You'll see it in my talking points. But uh, this is my first stop in the NFC East. Talking about Di- Brian Dable, um, who has the Giants looking functional, maybe even good. Is there a chance they can steal the division now at 2-0? and oh? Now, this, in fairness, was written before um, the Eagles won and i had the vikings winning that game i expected new york to be in the lead for the division but can they steal the division or maybe even just secure a wild card spot and if they do this is this enough to actually extend daniel jones's tenure in new york because he hasn't looked he's looked serviceable but i don't think he's doing anything to save his job he's fumbling he's still throwing interceptions it's getting enough done yeah like it, no like yeah,
0: like, there was a few key kind of plays. He kind of, he, he he's like, scrambled for a few key first downs and stuff like that. So, he's playing out of his skin. Like, and I mean that in terms of mm. potential. Like, he's hitting his potential.
1: Yeah, we Just know what he, he is. There's, yeah. yeah, I we've not seen the development. He's, he's been fairly consistent. But that consistency, he's, you know, he's maybe an above average but just above above average, with not much room to grow.
0: His potential, to me anyway, like and maybe I'm wrong, has always been potentially the best backup in the league. Mm. For me, he is quarterback thirty three in the league. Like it just, I've always thought that about him. I was like, he could, he, he, he has done
1: things like Gardner Minshew <laughs> would, would like a word.
0: Uh, who's who's calling Gardner Minshew's number right now? Um, I, do you know what I mean I don't, no, don't agree with I think Daniel it's just a
1: moustache sorry I got suckered in
0: yeah <laughs> like he showed glimpses like if you want the glimpse of Daniel Jones it's that what was it 86 yard yeah run into a two yard fumble like it just yeah that's what Daniel Jones is so as a backup he's brilliant but he just he gets lost in the volume
1: yeah um I think this is the final year of his rookie deal. I think, and they didn't pick up his fifty-year option. So, and what we've seen from Joe Shane in the off-season, bringing in a lot of low-cost offensive linemen, he cut James Bradbury for cap reasons. I think we might see and uh, uh, Kenny Galladay only got was it two targets or he was playing for two snaps. Either way, he was not the focus point of the offence. Which is the most
0: expensive way to see him in the league.
1: This is, yeah, it's his second of his three-year contract. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Joe Shane cut ties with Kenny Galladay and Daniel Jones in the off-season. Daniel Jones would have to play like a a beast possessed for a sniff at keeping his job. I think he goes at the end of the season, I think, Galladay... We'll go with them. I think um, the Giants are going through a big transformation.
0: Yeah, you have to. Yeah, no, I think I, you have to look at the evidence. And he's not. He's, he he is what he is. Like it, I don't know why this story story keeps percolating. It's like, and look, it's not going to happen now. But to me, Jimmy G was a perfect move for the Giants, and it wasn't even mentioned. No, no. Someone to come in and stay the franchise, especially in the NFC East, and just like make you stable and then kind of do your your salary cap management and then move off and then draft your franchise quarterback. Like kind of a five year plan into drafting a, fi- fi- uh, fan- not five year, like maybe two to three season plan, into yeah. drafting the next phase of the franchise, the and, next D
1: And this year would have been the perfect year for Jimmy G because obviously Dak's injury has introduced a bit of flux in Dallas. Carson Wentz is naturally peaks and troughs. Wincy. He's Wenty. He's uh, Wentsey. now Philly look to be a, a, a stable mainstay, but in the NFC a bit of stability on that New York team with their decent enough defence, that could have that could get them a wild card spot. Um yeah no
0: it's fair, it's fair to it's saying like you start to look around the other divisions in the NFC and I the NFC West is anyone really strong? I think I'll w- probably get to my next point with it but there's like NFC South to me is is looking precociously under like underdeveloped for the season
1: yeah yeah I was going to um, yeah I think we'll move on the point I was going to raise about some of the favourites for the NFC we can talk about I suppose towards the end I think we'll be finishing up with some NFC discussions.
0: Fair, and let's not worry. I suppose, as I said, NFC said so. It was the books got the win, um, but fair. I think fair enough to say they kind of did struggle offensively. Um, Tom's frustrations got the better of him, as did former head coach Bruce Arians, who's kind of moved into a more back office position. Was then seen.
1: <laughs> it wasn't back uh, office on Sunday.
0: <laughs> no, it was not, and it's kind of that for me is a strange one because if you look at like. Like it doesn't have to be a major conspiracy theory to root between the lines here and go, Bruce Arians was head coach, Tom Brady retired, Bruce Arians has moved to the off-field, or the back office. Of sorry, Tom Bowles made head coach, Brady returns from time. Yeah. I suppose, is there is there a bit of cause for concern that the Buccaneers will be maybe way off this season? Like I'm not saying they're not going to win the division because that NFC South just looks like a mess right now, but they did not look defensively they're brilliant don't get me wrong but if they were not playing against Jamie Swinston on Saturday do they win that game?
1: again it's it's so hard to judge that particular rivalry Mm -hmm. but um, no I think you sub in maybe not any other quarterback but um, a lot of other quarterbacks would have wouldn't have given the ball away three, four times, however many interceptions he threw.
0: And one, one or two of them anyway. Definitely one. Back court. breakers. Bad reads. Like just like high school reads. Um, like just really poor. And now the, a man who's... This is the only thing you can't get with, James.
1: We know what he is. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why... Anybody expected any differently? Now I know he's supposedly. There's reports that he's playing with um, some cracked or broken vertebrae in in his back. But in that case, just start Andy Dalton. Don't have Jameis, who's like a notorious. Just chuck it deep and see what happens, guy. Make the non sexy pick. Yeah. Like again, the the Saints the Saints defense be fantastic well it is fantastic it's been very good so far but the offence has just not clicked yet with James at the helm at all at all um, I suppose going back yeah. to Tampa Bay we know now that um, Mike Evans is going to be suspended for one game
0: to be fair, uh, his, his comments were, were fairly accurate he's like it's Tom Brady what am I supposed to do? Mm. yeah no, I, I have no qualms
1: Uh, supposedly as well and this was interesting enough he did this three years ago the same thing ran off the sideline to Marshawn Lattimore pushed him to the ground flag uh, bench clear and brawl Um, but the the NFL didn't view it as a repeated offence because 32 regular season games had elapsed without that repeat incident so that's why it's only a one-game when many people were calling for more, as it was a repeated offense. And Tampa Bay are uh, against Green Bay next week. <laughs> Neither team will have receivers. Maybe Chris Godwin will be back. Yeah. What about Julio? Um, he was a game-time miss, I thought. Huh? Okay, maybe Julio's back then.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not the part of the offense that scares me. Um, for Tampa, like the line is just so beat up.
1: Yeah. That is a concern. Yeah, look,
0: the lesser of the NFC South, I think, the best.
1: Yeah. I think um, it could turn ugly by season end. Right, sure. We'll go back to my second visit to the NFC East. Home sweet home. We're looking at the Cowboys' revised outlook after Cooper, Rush and Dallas look competent and Dak's injury may be as short as four weeks. He could be back by week five. Um... We saw Dallas stunning uh, Cincinnati. Defend or Super Bowl finalists, and they came in. They spent the offseason um, investing in their offensive line, and it looks muck porous. It's like a sponge. Anathan's getting through. Jer- Joe Burrow was sacked twice by Micah Parsons. Um, how- I don't know how they're going to be able to play as a contender. With an uh, an O-line that bad. Um, Now. it's, It's. I suppose up for debate. Whether this was a game. Fueled purely by emotion. From Dallas. They heard all of the negative things. Once Dak was injured. And they were completely counted out. I don't know anybody. Who had them winning this game. I've seen them number 32 on power rankings. I think this is that game. Like you know, the emotional release and they play way above their their ceiling. I think we'll see them what we expect them to be going forward. Um, And then if Dak comes back after four weeks, best case scenario, what does that look like? He wasn't good in week one when he was supposedly perfectly healthy. It's it's one game.
0: They have Cooper Rush. It is one game. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we're seeing the birth of a star we don't know yet it's just a bit too early what is interesting though i not to uh, segue from your, your query basically is when the Cowboys win it's all about how great a job Dan Quinn uh, yeah. is doing Yeah. but when they lose it's all on Mike McCarthy
1: yeah I, I feel the exact same or or when some uh, the offence does look good it's Kellen Moore exa- yeah,
0: yeah exactly as well it's just like, to be fair to the Cowboys I and. Mean, bookmark this because it's rare you get a compliment from me like three years ago the big issue was the Cowboys defence it was a mess it was a rag order it's their defence that's winning yeah. the to it's going to stay the ship run wise he's got to go I think I don't think he got much production from him
1: no Tony Pollard had a couple of nice runs Yeah, but he's on the last like, year of his deal yeah so ride him on the last year of his deal um, well I don't like, think uh, they're not going to hand out another big contract like well certainly not like Seeks anyway he wasn't a first round pick and um, he's not had no. you know the the uh, feats offensive rookie of the year that sort of thing
0: I don't think they have the money anyway to be honest with you uh, the cap space given Dak's contract and stuff like that and yeah I just like the Cowboys still have a few pieces to come back um, Michael Gallup still has to come back as far as I'm aware yeah Um. so like there's still have a few pieces to come back they're strong defensively like maybe maybe this story is all about how good the Cowboys were defensively and, and how well they overcame the absence of Dak maybe having touched on it the week prior maybe there's something a little bit iffy and cincy and maybe that's the bigger story here because they should have beaten the Steelers. We've seen that in their performance against the Patriots. They really should have put the Steelers to the sword. There was issues with the kicking game as well. They had two opportunities to win it. Uh, a long-range field goal and obviously the extra point on the final play of the game. Like two long snapper issues. Maybe there is. and since and would probably were rated quite highly, but we do kind of forget that they, they did just go on a magical run kind of towards the tail end of the season and into the playoffs last year. And maybe as good as the obvious talent is there from uh, obviously Chase and Burrow. Like, I'm not seeing it from Mixon this year. He was a huge part. They kind of got ahead in games and kind of that took the pressure off Burrow and he could be Joey Ice. But the, the running game is... Very bad. Way off. Way off Par And Joe Mixon's a good running back, has always been, even... During the lean years in Cincy. He's always been a good running back. A highly blocked of
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it comes back to that O-line. That's just not uh, mm. it's not firing on all cylinders. Lyle Collins, who obviously, since uh, he grabbed from Dallas, he did not look good at all. No. So, a lot of stuff. I don't know how really you overhaul a, an O-line and how they play mid-season. mid-season. Um, but Cincinnati need to... Um, obviously, we said at the time as well that a lot of things had to go right for Cincy to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure Zach Taylor is a great coach. He might be an okay exactly. coach, but exactly, yeah. You no,
0: know, I, I, I would uh, reiterate the sentiment anyway. I suppose uh, not to waste too much to show on the Cowboys because we are biased. We have to be biased. Mm. Uh, we're fans at the end of the day. Um, given the no-show against the Bills. And the almost, and kind of like kind of almost allowing a Falcons side to come back, should we
1: be a little bit concerned about LA? Um, a little bit off the boil. To start the season. Well, I definitely think so. I think um, obviously they they threw up uh, not a goose egg on the scoreboard, but in terms of effort and output, they were atrocious versus the Bills in Week One. They really okay. should have put away the Falcons. Um, either holding them to less points or putting up more themselves. Um, what's up with Matt Stafford? Is his elbow okay? Um, and if not, they better hope it gets okay soon because they're not playing like a a lock to win the division. Mm-hmm. Now I suppose mm-hmm. a, and this sounds bad, but it's a massive boon for LA that um Trey Lance. Went out. Well, it depends on your opinion of, of Jimmy G. Some people will argue that Jimmy G is better this for for this season for uh, San Fran. Um. But that whole division now kind of has question marks all over it. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm con- I'm concerned for LA. My panic meter yeah. is probably about um, six. Six, it's not too bad, but it was like I I, I wrote off last week's struggles as you know, the Super opening day well Super hangover. I expected them to get back to normality. They won, but it wasn't a confident win.
0: Yeah, um no it definitely wasn't. Now what I would say is the first half they did look like much much in a way the better team. Mariota as well to be fair to him, was making some plays there's that I don't know if you've seen it in the first half he falls to the ground and gets up and that was an incredible play oh my god that was so good and it, I suppose it shows you why he was drafted I think second to Joy Manziel drafted it first I think that year he uh, grew up Oregon um, you, you can see why he was so highly rated coming out of college he's just you see those flashes big, yeah. Mm, um, but yeah look and I, and I think if not they a bit of a they're a frisky side they're gonna we've seen it against the Saints I know ultimately they blew it the, just, the quality's just not there but the desire is you gotta
1: hand it to them. yeah I like mean, they have the pieces on offense except for um, I don't know why they they refuse to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts but they do maybe maybe things will turn around for them once he actually starts getting thrown the ball he's made some he's, a, he's, he's made some good catches in week one anyway Here's a great
0: stab for Kyle Pitts he scored one touchdown in the NFL, and he has not scored a touchdown on American soil. There you go. Oh, that is a good.
1: It's Where were they? The
0: Jets in NFL London last year. That's oh, it. Okay, it's his only touchdown.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, he should be. Last year, he should have been the focus of the offense. This year, I know tight ends typically have. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, a steeper or harsher learning curve than other positions, so you don't often see really good rookie years for tight ends. But
0: that's more from a blocking perspective, though, than what his natural talent is, which is catching. And he's not getting targets.
1: True, he's regarded. He was regarded as good as a wide receiver, as a a, a, a receiver, a tight end.
0: You know, it's. Him back if he had to.
1: Yeah, it's just. It's bonkers to me and I don't think it's similar to what we saw last week with um, Devonta Smith not getting thrown the ball or not having any catches. This is a bit more schematically um, just not focusing on Kyle Pitts and when he is this unicorn sort of player that can do a little bit of everything really well, a lot of everything really well, should he should be relied upon more.
0: Mm. Exactly, he is at this moment. in am
1: the future of the franchise. Hmm. Um, yeah. Right. That's that's the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. Let's go over to the hard knock darlings. So a lot of people doubted Detroit's talent coming into the season. Now they have nice pieces, but nobody took them as a real serious playoff contender um, but can grit and Dan Campbell's motivation transcend this lack of talent and launch them into the playoffs now they're in the uh, the NFC North they have they probably have to um, come second in the division to get into the playoffs Thank It's
0: it's all even in the NFC
1: North right now one these. it's all even The Detroit rank fourth in the NFL in total yards and third in rushing yards now they're middle of the pack in passing but Jared Goff has a 100 passer rating through two games so it speaks more to a lack of passing and their efficiency in the running game with that offensive uh, offensive line so I think yeah I think they could be as good as any team offensively I think I think we're almost giving them a disservice by saying it's it, it's
0: grit and it Campbell motivation. I think there's some very nice pieces on that seat. Like Goff, Goff is Goff. He's he's competent. He's he's yeah. Kirk Cousins-esque. Um, yeah.
1: I think Amon Saint Brown
0: is unreal. Is a is a stud.
1: I yeah, wanted, a, I wanted Philly to draft him so bad. Now I'm no draft scout. I wanted them to draft him purely based on his his name and his family story. But he is unreal. Yeah, phenomenal talent. I think they have a nice running back combo. Um, yeah,
0: is DJ Hawkins playing is it with the lines?
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think his name. He didn't have a good game. Much. Yeah, he he wasn't linking up well with Goff on on Sunday when they played couple of misses um, mean,
0: he's above league average tight end
1: oh yeah a lot of people would have him in top eight type end territory and and i mean defensively wise they're not a pushover well you so, say that but they they've they've surrendered the third most yards now look i agree they've they've gone toe to toe so i think that makes them look a little bit better but they've surrendered the third most yards through two weeks um 425 yards per game and the second most points. Yeah. I think um, that can that can definitely well, get figured out.
0: But you have to add conjecture. So they've come up against Philadelphia, yeah. uh, who have we kind of showed last night that like look there is a it is potentially a high powered offense. Um and then they've come up against Carson Wentz and say what you want about him, but he's a gunslinger,
1: style quarterback. So Yeah. Like
0: and, that has to be added in conjecture. Like when we're looking at total yards, like
1: exactly it's it's a very it's a very basic metric we saw um, Detroit they held uh, Carson Wentz scoreless for however long it was um, until he did kind of his own you know signature leaving it late to mount to a comeback and it was too late anyway but you're right though the, the, the defense did look very good um, mm. certainly for the first half in that game yeah Um, I suppose
0: moving on um, First side in the AFC South To pick up a win is Jacksonville Given the apparent Depth of quality in the division Could this young roster Sneak into the playoffs?
1: I flirted with the idea of actually betting on Jacksonville To uh, win the division Before it started But then I thought too many things would have to go their way And against Uh, Indies, So I didn't, I think perhaps my, the only thing holding me back is Indy had two mind bending trends going into the season. And that was their lack of um, ability to win week one and their Mm. inability to win at Jacksonville. And they've gotten both of those games out of their system. I think I think we going forward now. We'll see Indy a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think we will see Indy be the team we thought they'd be going forward. Do you really? I do. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has started seasons slowly previously. So there's slowly, and then there's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um,
0: like they were brutal. They were brutal, and I I think it might be a like a undersighted thing of Frank Reich like you have a premium running back
1: yes run the
0: brakes off in quarter one and quarter two open up play action take it from there it, it, it writes itself I'm not a I know we do a podcast but I'm not a an American football savant but even I can grasp that simplicity um, to what should be the game plan but they just don't seem to and then they they start running it when they down by 10 points or 15 points in the third and fourth quarter and it's like you missed the boat
1: yeah and we saw him actually make um, a difference he had a few nice runs in the the fourth quarter but yeah as you say they missed the boat that that ship had sailed it was yeah. far too late to actually make up a lot of points and ground with a running back that late in the game yeah, yeah it's just it's Tiddy of strengths. You don't have good wide receivers. No. No, with Pittman injured, and then Alec Pierce, I think, is in concussion protocol, or I think he, he suffered a concussion. It's yeah. It's shaky for Indy. For I don't know what they do. Um, yeah. Very little.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results
1: may vary. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Oh, smell the difference? Hefty, ultra-strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty, large black bags.
0: Very little for Matt Ryan to work with. And I suppose as bad as my count... Yeah. Um Yeah,
1: I just I know, it's it's a mess. It's an ugly situation there. I just really struggled to to see it change. Possibly the um, worst uh wide receiver situation in the NFL.
0: Eh, yeah. I mean Michael Pittman's not bad.
1: Sorry, of course, No, I don't. I mean, with him injured, yes, and Alec yes, Pierce, yes, yes. you know, a question mark on his above his head. Um. No, yeah, it's it's such a grim situation for them. They are running yeah. on fumes
0: yeah. there. Now look, and then obviously I suppose my my camp was actually more
1: in line with the Titans, like mm. the Colts. Yeah. I think, um, again, we'll have to wait and see uh, how Indy evolves Yeah. as the season goes on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. suppose the next stop is, it was to be, I suppose, uh, having a look at the outlook of the two teams who played on Monday night in the Minnesota and Philly game. Um, I I personally had Minnesota winning that game. The opposite happened. Philly had a very convincing win, a real team win. Um, I'll try and split the time evenly rather than showing a bias here. Uh, Philly looked good. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Uh, an eighty-plus percentage completion, or completion percentage. Um he hooked up with a load of different receivers he didn't just focus on A.J. Brown like week one Devonta Smith you know he he quelled those fears that the chemistry wasn't there with him we saw Miles Sanders look great there was a bit of usage out of Kenny Gainwell Boston Scott nothing spectacular but you saw a mix Uh, the O-line looked a lot better than last week the defense looked a lot better Uh, particularly big play Slay Darius Slay having a crazy good game having more catches than Justin Jefferson until late in the game. Um, I think Philly looked like a complete team. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: th- my my only question with Philly is the pass rush. Uh, they can generate pressure, but the sacks aren't there. Um, and a quarterback can complete a big pass if he's pressured. But when on plays that quarterbacks are sacked, they have a 0.0 completion percentage it's it's a again, it's a basic and probably very crude way of, of measuring efficiency of a D line by looking at sacks but you need sacks. They mm-hmm. they had the league's second lowest last year and they're not on pace to, to do much better. Minnesota. I think this is one of those games that you can't you can't take too many uh, takeaways from it apart from Kirk Cousins in prime time yeah apart from just... Kirk Cousins in prime time is it's weird that you see a lot of these trends that you, you think there's no way these this is just a a series of blips but no it, it continues atrocious it's, it's it's quite obviously a
0: psychological block he just can't get his head over Um it's something that's affected him Throughout his whole time at Minnesota and even as far as I can remember back to his Washington days it just was probably there wasn't many prime time allocations for the Redskins
1: as they were known back then of note
0: um, during his tenure but yeah
1: yeah I it's like he's he has a good record against Philadelphia I think that's what gave me a bit of a bit of concern I think he's won about two thirds of his games you know across across yeah being in uh, Minnesota and in Washington um, but he was the leading rusher as well for uh, Minnesota on a team that has um, Dalvin Cook Brooks. Dalvin Cook yeah. insane insane I, I suppose a little bit like the Indianapolis game just get Dalvin Cook going early and, uh, and like Minnesota in a bit of a they
0: they have a few good running back options, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: Alexander Madison. Yeah. He's, every year, he's like this. Um, he's like. like the go to handcuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Back. Like he's, yeah. again, he probably isn't a, a running back one, but he's a very, very good change up option. Mm. Um, Absolutely. We saw Kirk Cousins force feeding it to Je- Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen didn't get a catch until very late. And then he picked up two catches, two um, subs or consecutive catches and got the, the Vikings a first down. But I think Kirk Cousins, he just had it in his head. Everybody was talking about Justin Jefferson after week one. He's like, I'm just going to chuck it to him. And of course, Darius Slay knew that was going to happen all game long, came away with two interceptions. Um, he allowed a, a 0.0 passer rating when targeted. He was just he was ready he knew what Kirk Cousins was going to do it was um, it was a bit of a massacre a bloodbath there when he was targeted well, ultimately I still think there's a good chance for Minnesota to take that division um, yeah I think there's might be a bit of an, in, an issue with um, I do think as a division it's it's more there's more parity
0: than we thought preseason. season
1: yeah yeah, I like. I would have questions um, of the defensive coordinator Donatel and their head coach, head coach Kevin O'Connell. No, um, no sort of adjustments made, and I think Philly were able to run away with it. Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah. I suppose it was moving on. Last point on five and go. Obviously, devastating injury to Trey Lance. We kind of briefly touched on it in other segments kind of um as we've whittled our way down through this. He's had a final season in college, wiped out owing oh, to COVID. And kinda of now this like obviously he's youth inside his side. I think he's gonna be twenty-three by the start of next season, which is probably gonna be his next snap. Um so he's still very young, he has youth inside, but are we at risk that he's gonna to lose too much high quality Volume of what's like an important stage in his development. And we, we'll never quite get him to full potential.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we talked about it last week, or maybe it was when we were doing the previews, that um, Jimmy G might be the best thing for San Fran now, this season. But it's a big blow to San Fran to not be able to develop their young quarterback who could have been if he had worked out the the franchise quarterback for the next decade? This sets all of that back for at least a year because we did see Trey Lance. I know last week it was a, a rain game. We didn't get to see him properly, and now we won't get to see him at all for a year.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's. I'm trying not to laugh, but it, it it's it's horrific. Uh, yeah, it's awful. It is awful. the The laugh was not at the injury; it was more at the. Uh,
1: it's yeah, like, just at uh, the situation. Yeah,
0: just uh, how how lucky are San Francisco that they didn't bite at the trade offers last season?
1: Yeah, yeah, four for Jimmy G, for Jimmy G. Like, um, yeah,
0: it's it's. I just would have fears like he hasn't looked. I'm comparing him to lofty standards, but when we sat Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith for his first season, yeah, and he came onto the field for his second season, he hit the ground running, and you just kind of wonder—it's—it was always going to be a slower development with Trey Lance, but uh, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's difficult. It's—it's it's a difficult situation for both the franchise and for Trey Lance now. They couldn't get a better replacement. On short short notice, as we touched on before, it's a man who's taken this side to an NFC Championship game and a Super Bowl in the last three seasons.
1: Um. Yeah, um, I think maybe the biggest thing it's 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 pressure on Trey Lance. We you know we've seen these rookie quarterbacks come in and be really good from a, in the case of Patrick Mahomes in his. His second season, in the case of Justin Herbert, his first season, Joe Burrow's second season. Trey Lance will hey, be... Joe,
0: Joe, Joe was good in his first season. He
1: was, sorry. He was good in his first season. He obviously missed half of it with that mm-hmm. injury. Um, but now Trey Lance will be going into his third season and he'll feel behind, you know, behind the the pace of everybody else. He'll be like, I really need to, to get good. Very fast to, so I'm not, you know, labelled a bust, or or there's I think Never. some people are given the the benefit of the day. The like of of Jalen Hurts, he's gotten that bit of extra time. He's not a first round pick, so he's given that year or two to develop, and he's had that chance. I mm. don't know, will that be there for Trey Lance? Now it probably will be because they gave up so much capital, but the pressure will be on him when he comes back. No, I think I think, I think, I think the sunk cost fallacy in the
0: organization. I think it's been within pressure from outside the organisation I think it's it's the as much as they say they don't watch they don't listen they don't read it's the media pressure that starts to build and starts to filter into your head am I a bust am I a bust and I think I feel really sorry for a guy I think like we're lucky in a way it's an ankle injury while it is horrific once he gets the operation done, which I think was a success, gets his rehab. It's not an injury that's likely to reoccur. Yeah, touching wood.
1: It's obviously. yeah. It's it's not one of these um, rec- what may turn out to be a recurring soft tissue. They're the they're the ones you really worry about. It's,
0: um, it's not an ACL in a, in a running back. It's not an AC joint in a quarterback. It's, it's it is an ankle. It's a freak injury.
1: Yeah, and look again. It's devastating for I'm I'm not a fan particularly of San Fran. I'm not a big lover of Trey Lance. I'm devastated for him. It it's like really sucks for him. Um I can't remember what I was gonna say. I'm sure it was highly eloquent. I'm sure it was. I'll just leave it there. I'm really yeah. sorry to hear about your injury Trey Lance. Uh yeah. It's um Well look
0: uh might jump on to the uh week three
1: yeah, we're gonna have a look at the um, the week three slate. We're gonna start with the Thursday night football: um, Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland. The Cleveland brands are a five point favorite. I suppose they looked half competent in comparison to the Steelers, who offense is ugly. It's not good. They lost to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. But I think it, they—it's—it's it's they, more they lost to do with to the
0: Jets when they had a ninety-nine point eight win probability. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying I'm, I rate it as a, as a metric. No, and look. I agree they lost to the Jets with when the Jets had a not point, not two win probability.
1: I know. I'm with Joe Flacco, who is yeah. Look, I I agree. That's it no, was a. Uh, I
0: have separate, I, I have different odds. I've I've, I've uh, Browns is three point five favorites, and I okay the worst as well.
1: Look, I think in that game a lot of things had to go wrong for Cleveland, and they did. You know, namely, Cade yeah. York missing the extra point, um, that would allow the Jets to win rather than tie. You saw Nick Chubb; he had that big long uh, touchdown run. If he went out of bounds. They really gotta control the clock and just choke the Jets out. Recovering the onside kick, very low probability play. Um and that's not to mention even the, the Corey Davis touchdown uh previously or prior to the onside kick, he, he was left completely wide open. You know, a lot of things went wrong for the Browns that I don't necessarily Obviously, some some things are are all on them.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I'm just. I,
1: don't know. I agree. You know, look, it's, the one thing I
0: would say is in their defense, Jacoby Brissett did he good. Like we know what he is, he did he good, and he was a big concern during the stretch.
1: He was, yeah. He's look. He's exactly game. what Cleveland need him to be. Like this caretaker manager. Um, Cleveland should have won the game. And they didn't, but you know he could he could keep them on the straight and narrow for the foreseeable future until, of course, yeah. he returns. He returns. Yeah. Um, now look, if I had to pick back it,
0: I'm backing the upset there. Um, okay. I, think
1: you, you I just think the, I the Steelers' defense looks a bit average without TJ Watt. Yeah. Um.
0: average anyway I suppose
1: um, yeah I, maybe 5 points is steep maybe with I 5 points I, I, I'd I go with the Steelers but if it was 3.5 yeah. I don't know I'd take the Steelers yeah
0: um, I suppose next up New Orleans Saints divisional rivalry make the trip up to Carolina Saints are 3 point favourites I have
1: um, I've got and 3 then, is that much of oh, a much less there
0: it's kind of a kind of a matchup of the two least impressive quarterbacks yeah. based on potential.
1: I uh, look, I I uh, just want to clear up as men. well that I I've said that Carolina have a really good team on paper. I'm th- I'm out on Carolina as long as Matt Rule is the head coach. They should be so much better, and they're an embarrassment to watch. Um,
0: yeah, um, key for me because he has looked. Increasingly better each week is the run game. And yeah, I think McCaffrey could have a big game in this one. I'm actually backing the Panthers against the spread, plus three against the spread.
1: Yeah, I don't know where I I fall on that one.
0: I make no apologies. It's in Carolina. Yeah, I see that's a huge thing for me. I think. I'd love Kamara was out at the weekend. They might be sans. Talis Kamara still obviously has to get that suspension.
1: Yeah. I probably but, uh, I don't know. I might I think I'd go with the Saints. I think I took the Panthers to cover their last two games, I think. Um so I'm not making a a hat trick of mistakes.
0: Fair. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to dive head first in. I'm going to enjoy not I'm not going to heed your warning and I'm going to accept it. Yeah, that. yeah,
1: that's fine. I'll let you take on that mess of a franchise.
0: Yeah. Happy to do so.
1: Okay, game three. This this is perhaps one of the ugliest games I've <laughs> I've seen in a while. The Texans at Chicago. The Bears are a two and a half point favourite. That's what I have at least. It's because they have
0: a functional quarterback. And not much else.
1: Yeah. It's there's not much to be said for either team. Um, Justin Fields has about one hundred and fifty yards passing through two weeks. Uh, I think I think I like the Texans here at two and a half. In fact, I do. I like I I take the Texans probably to win this game. I don't know why Chicago is two and a half. David Montgomery and not much else. Darnell Mooney is supposedly their wide receiver one. He's got I can count on two hands how many passing yards he has or receiving yards he has. Um Chicago I like just the fields, but they've done nothing to inspire me. I'd take Texans to win this game. It's a two and a half point upset.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this I'm gonna back the bears in this one. Uh I think soldier Field is a factor. Yeah, was a factor in this. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think I think people you're I know you touched on David Montgomery, I think the lack of an ability by the Texans to kind of generate a steady run game is always gonna put Davis Mills under pressure. And I think he's only okay. So that for me it's the Lovey Smith revenge game we didn't know we didn't need. Hmm. Uh, but we don't um. so moving on <laughs> next up obviously a game that looked far more appealing at the start of the season than it does now but the Kansas City Chiefs make their way to Indy and they are rightly so 6.5 point favourites or so I have it um, yep snap Colts look, early season woes this would be a bigger upset than the Jets against the Browns Then. Miami against the Ravens, uh, if they were to upset the Chiefs, because the Chiefs have looked very methodical uh, during their open two two game stanza. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of issues with Indy, and something we didn't touch on when we were we were chatting through kind of the. the Indy. Indy has a minus four turnover ratio, uh, which after two games is 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 exceptional. Um, So it means they've obviously turned the ball over four times more than it's been turned over in their favour. So, yeah. Look, I just think they're a bit of a mess right now. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. I think the Chiefs keep rolling. And I back them to cover that spread. I'm picking an eight-point victory.
1: Okay. Uh, Like I said, I think think the, the Colts get back on track. I'll take the six and a half. Plus six and a half here. I think okay. I think even covering I I, I I even think that's a bit You're narrow of a sprint. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine isn't soldier field. Uh anyway, moving on. Anyway, um Buffalo at Miami. Uh Buffalo has a five and a half point favourite. Now this is a tough game because it's a divisional game and we've both we've seen both teams put up a lot of points. Um the over or the sorry, the the point total is I think the highest of the week. Fifty four points. Yeah, it's the highest of the week. Um I don't like the spread. Five and a half, I think.
0: I have it as dropping to four point five points. Okay. Which is more appealing. Um Say Buffalo is obviously favourites, um, but it is a Miami. But I can I can see a route for Miami to win this game, and it's it's not just. Um,
1: yeah, so can I over the top. Um, uh, point spread. I don't know what to do. If if I was making a, a recommendation and I didn't put this in either of the, punter on the field bets, but I would um find an alternate, points total and drop it by seven points. I think over fifty four points I think it could easily go over 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 yep. that total. I if you wanted to, to play it safe, if you wanted to take the over, I'd go for the over, but if you wanted to play it safe, you could drop that down to to forty nine, which is, you know, seven touchdowns total. It's kind of one of those significant figures. Um I think that would be a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. But
0: that's look, that is shaping up on paper, potentially, based on last week alone to be probably the game of the weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, so next up, another game that kind of the, the landscape of has changed widely just based on the week two performances. Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings, so obviously divisional matchup. It's anyone's game. Vikings opened this game up as seven-point favourites, and I don't know if it's the hard knocks factor, but I think that is criminal after their performance last night. Maybe this hasn't been updated Respect that.
1: Yeah, I have six points uh favourites. But even still I think we're in agreement here when you say it's criminal, you think it should be a lot closer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um like you look at look at that potential and that kind of their their running group core. They're averaging was it, thirty five point five points per game? Um Yeah. Golf is off to a great start to be fair, and I just yeah, like like what Justin Jefferson are we gonna see. I suppose what it comes down to like, are we gonna see what he was against Philly, or what are we gonna see what he was last week? And that's
1: yeah, key question again. I don't think um, Detroit has a a corner like Darius Slay anymore. Obviously, no, Um no. I think this could be a shootout. I think Detroit's offense, yeah, as said, is good enough to go toe to toe in a shootout with almost any team. Um, Minnesota have a good pass rush the Lions have one of the best uh, O-lines in the the league I I love I love the Lions at plus 6
0: yeah Yeah. I'm not saying they'll win but a couple of spread definitely
1: yeah Yeah. and then we've got um, Baltimore in New England Um, Baltimore opening as 3 point favourites so I suppose if you're thinking about taking New England plus three here, you obviously still have a lot of faith in Bill Belichick. Now you obviously have not watched the NFL last week. <laughs> yeah. um, look, the or the Ravens lost last week, um, but Lamar was lights out. He was really good. I think he had two 100 yard receivers. Um, he he had a an eighty yard touchdown run. He was insane.
0: He was the best Lamar.
1: Yeah, just the
0: best Lamar.
1: Like he's back in. Well, that game certainly MVP form. I. The Patriots have a an okay defense. Maybe it it's a good defense. Again, their their attack, their offense is anemic. I struggle to see the sense, in a three point spread here. I'd take um, the Ravens minus three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even if that grew, I'd probably still take the Ravens to cover the spread. Is um, there is there a bit of nostalgia in that? I mean, like we definitely had some some classic Ravens Patriots matchups when it was obviously Ray Lewis versus Tom Brady. That was a classic and kind a of massive matchup in the AFC. Um, so maybe it's bit nostalgia backing into that. Um, next up. Cincy uh, versus the Jets. Uh, Look, I suppose we've touched on it ad nauseum. It's not a Super Bowl hangover. It's probably the fact that Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times in two games. Um, The Jets have a problem stopping the run. Um, We've touched on the Bengals not using their run game. Um, So I think they have to acknowledge that they need to be run heavy with Joe Mixon get back on the track in the AFC North um, but I wouldn't be touching that spread simply because they've not shown it um, this season um, I, I figured they'll, they'll win and, and look it's Joe Borrower it's it's Chase like they could blow the, the lid off the Jets easily I, like I wouldn't be shocked if that happened but prove to me that that you are who you are um, but yeah that's a be avoiding
1: that one into your accumulator. Yeah, you've, that's you've um, put in. In which case, <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about that until it comes up, <laughs> because a spoiler, they do make an appearance. Um. Yeah the the spread is a bit ugly. I think the Bengals. This is a get right game for them. They're obviously desperate at 0 and 2, and the Jets are coming off like a really, really, you know, motivated win. Franchise-defining win. Absolutely. So uh, ugly spread. I probably take the Bengals at minus four and a half. The pass rush okay. isn't as good as Dallas okay. nor Pittsburgh. So. Okay. 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 Moving on. I trust you. Oh, moving on to my team. Um, not my team, but. The Raiders at Tennessee. The Raiders open as two and a half point favorites. Mm. Mm Hmm. That's is This point spread stinks. The Tennessee. Mm. Tennessee don't look good. Ryan Tannehill briefly benched for Malik Willis. Mm. Hmm. To be honest, I haven't even seen much of um, either team's games. To really have a, a strong opinion on either of them, but I'd be leaning Las Vegas for two and a half points like,
0: here. The uh, the Titans lost, like the Titans lost to the Giants and were blown out by the Bills. I know it was in Buffalo. The Raiders ran the Chargers close and ultimately probably threw it away against the Cardinals, and they're two of the better teams in the in the competition so for that reason alone I'm going to back the Raiders because um, they've looked good in patches that partnership with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr looks to be yeah it's um, taken along nicely and it can only get better as good as it is it can only get better Um, and then obviously Waller is look, he's top three to end in the competition so it's a lot of nice pieces in, in Las Vegas I think yeah like I do, we don't know what Tennessee are right
1: now. No, they are. Yeah, clearly in transition. like shock. like shock.
0: And yeah, I don't know how I feel about that point spread though. But look, we'll, 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 we'll park it. We'll move on. And um, the the bigger and better things. Uh, look, Carson Wentz revenge game is here, which is it's kind of ironic. This is a revenge game because if you remember correctly, it's kind of. It's, First big game for Philly was actually against uh, what was then the Redskins. It was that play where he kind of escapes um, oh, an yeah. inevitable sec, and that was kind of.
1: It's always in his highlights. And,
0: yeah, and then Jake Elliott went up and kicked the the winning field goal to overcome the. It was not kind of Super Bowl season anyway, it was kind of his big arrival of the game. Um, yeah, supposed to like Wentz is Wentz, but he has had back to back 300 yard games for Washington. Um, that defence really really needs Chase Young back though and that's kind of kind of a huge thing for, for Washington at present I think his absence will be I don't know what the reports are but I think they were for the start of the season they weren't looking too good they, they was kind of maybe re-injured um, oh. um I thought I hadn't read the, how true those reports were I wouldn't uh, stand over the source so
1: don't yeah, but uh, well, he was—he was, yeah, look, he was on a, IOR, so he's missing the first four weeks. At the at a
0: eagles, minimum. eagles are four-point favorites and four-point favorites. I like that. I've got six and a half. Um, either way, I wouldn't touch it. Um, and I'm not even being biased. You just never back a side on a short week. Um, it's a great equalizer. Yeah. What's a better equalizer is a divisional matchup what's a better equaliser is a so-called revenge game or a game of purpose. I think this game could go... This could be nip and tuck and I think arguably it could be one of the more tougher games in this opening kind of stanza for the Eagles to overcome. Um, so yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch it with a 10-foot barge ball.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, the Like I said, the point spread I have is 6.5. I don't like that. Um, I do think Philly wins this game. I think it's the next game when Carson Wentz comes to Philly... That he blows Philly out, I think. Um, I th- or, or I
0: think the fans might wreck his
1: head. Um, but look, we get. That's that. true. I I wish I was in Philadelphia for that game. Um, but yeah. Probably, I'd probably take the Commanders at six and a half. Yeah. And maybe Philly at um, minus four. Fair. All right, moving on then to. Um, Another former Eagles alumnus, um, the Jaguars, coached by Doug Peterson at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, The Chargers are seven-point favourites, which is a bit short considering they've got their home field advantage and it's still only seven points. I'd say Justin Herbert's injury towards the end of that game factors in. That I th- spread, I think, will stretch as the week goes on, if he's, like,
0: if no signs of weakness.
1: Yeah, if we get good news on his injury front, that I think that could get closer to uh, 10. When a quarterback, when you hear news about a quarterback playing, it can change by three, three points.
0: Yeah, and look, to be honest with you, the Jags were impressive last week. I know we were banging on about the Colts, but they did look good in patches. It's probably Trevor Lawrence's best pro game. Yeah, like, I think
1: so. Yeah, no, I'm not. At seven I at seven I'd probably take the Chargers and hope that Justin Herbert, you know, gets good injury news. Mm. Um mm. Otherwise uh, yeah, I don't know. I think last week that that Jag's uh indie game, there's something about that game in Jacksonville that I don't trust that Jaguar's performance to be indicative of how they'll yeah. be for the whole season. So I think, I, yeah, I think that will inflate their sort of standings with the books for this season. That's why I take the charges here.
0: Fair enough. Um, moving on, key division matchup: the Rams uh, head down to Arizona. Strange enough, we've talked about their kind of um, the poor start. The Rams open up as four-point favorites um, against the Cardinals. You might see that. You might see it's a it's a bit bizarre. This may be heavily predicated on the fact that the Rams are ten and one against the Cardinals under Sean McVay mm. So and that obviously includes last year's playoff blowout. Um I I struggle with that spread, but I'm probably still gonna I'm gonna back the Rams here. The Cardinals did have a crazy comeback win against the uh, miraculous kind of comeback win against the uh Raiders. And the Rams let the, the Falcons back into it, but Who am I backing here ultimately? Am I backing McVeigh, or am I, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's really hard to to take solid, you know, or draw solid conclusions from whatever happens in garbage time or late in the fourth quarter. Even really good fourth quarter comebacks. Sometimes they can be fourth quarter collapses and, and they don't really give a good indication of the trajectory of a team. So Mm -hmm. that's why LA had the scare, Arizona had the comeback, but I'd still have quite a margin of difference between the talent of the two teams. I think I too would take uh, the Rams here. Perfect. Um, Yeah, we've got the Falcons in Seattle. Um, Seattle are two point favorites. Geno Smith versus... Marcus Mariota, uh, battle of the C list quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> I know uh, Gino's making his case, and Mariota's trying his best too. Um, I think I think both teams are kind of a surprise so far. Obviously, Atlanta haven't uh, haven't won a game yet, but they've they've looked a bit uh, feisty. And Seattle's done. Denver, yeah, they've had they've had splotchy results so far. So I I don't have a firm conclusion on either of the team or firm grasp. I think I'd take, um, probably the Falcons here plus two.
0: Yeah, I'll, uh... I
1: struggled to argue with that. I struggled to argue with that.
0: Um, moving up. Uh, we didn't get as many of these as we should have got one, but we're in their prime years. But yeah, look, it's Green Bay at Tampa. It's Tom versus Aaron. Tampa Bay Buccaneers open up as three-point favorites. I'm not sure how. I probably said this for a lot of them, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, it's uh, it's probably probably a lot to do with maybe Aaron Rodgers um record against the Buc- uh the Buccaneers in Tampa especially uh with Brady and I think the last trip was a 38-10 loss in obviously Raymond Jones Stadium yeah but look we just don't know it might be the last time you see Rogers Brady Um. so look, it's definitely but maybe trying to get glimpses anyway Um. yeah I think this can go either way I, I genuinely think this can go, go either way I know the Buccaneers are, are are phenomenal defensively but who do you back against the a good defense, it's a, it's a pretty good uh, quarterback. Um, and I just don't see the offensive power on the Buccaneers. If if Aaron can hit the ground running and he gets kind of production from his run game, which look, it's not a bad run game. Um, I factored the Packers to make an upset,
1: but look, it's what it is. I agree. I know they both came off um, divisional game wins. But uh, Green Bay beat the Chicago, which wasn't much of a chore for them. It was an emotional, close game. Well, it didn't end up close, but for three-quarter, it was a close game for Brady. It was his first time beating the Saints in the regular season, so it was an emotional. It, it's an emotional come down from him. We They'll be missing Mike Evans. We don't know for sure what the status is for Chris Godwin or Julio Jones, um, so I take the Packers plus two here. Yeah, so now we're moving on to San Fran at Denver. So, where are we? Um, San Fran are, despite being the road team, are one and a half point favorites. Or, uh, yeah, one and a half point favorites. Look, Denver hasn't really done anything to inspire confidence. Um, I know Trey Lance has, you know, been ruled out for the season. I do think Jimmy G is the best thing. For San Fran, for this season, by which I mean, you know, if starting either of the quarterbacks, Jimmy G will get you the be- best record this season. I think I'd take the minus 1.5. They still have a good defense par- pass rush. Uh, Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, and Denver is just Javante Williams. Think so. Yeah, including their head coach. I So I'd be taking a San Fran here enough. Um yeah, not
0: agree. Um then obviously Monday night football. It's an NFC East clash, cash up. Um so it's Cowboys at the Giants. Giants open up that this is three point favourites in my my books anyway. Um yeah, look, I suppose Dayball has a chance to push New York to 3 0. Another unexpected kind of I suppose early season development. The Cowboys they've won nine of the last ten meetings in, in, in this kind of matchup. So it's not going to be an easy win for the Giants. Um, a lot of people probably still predict the the, the Cowboys, but I think Cooper Rush, may be. St- sketchy um, in his early kind of career development. So, I'm actually going back to back the Giants in this one. But I'm I'm backing them at a point like a twenty-one twenty. That's what I'm backing. It as
1: oh, So you 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 just take them to win. Just to win. Yeah. Um, I think I'd do the same. I could see the Giants... Because their, their defense is good enough... That they've been able to hold... Divisional games close. Um. So I think... I would take uh, the Giants here. Um. Yeah, I, th- I actually think the Giants... Will be able to get to 4-0. They're playing... Obviously Dallas this week. And I think they're playing... Ooh, is it Chicago... Chicago next week. Either way I have them going to four 0 Um so I think I think that's our our week three previews done. That's all for me. Yeah, that's all for me everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you and good night. Good night. put some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's
0: exactly right. I mean, there's nobody
1: inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the...